this heaven? No. It's Iowa. You know, we are sitting here, you and I, like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do, and I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there, and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. Yeah, but there's, there's a flip side of that coin. What if I? What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been here face to face, yeah, but I will not hesitate. Not for a second. We're talking heat on the pod of dreams. You want to be making moves on the street, have no attachments, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner. In the city of Los Angeles. Recognize the MO? MO is that they're good. If you think these guys are scoring more than passing through, I doubt it. A relentless police detective is on the trail. What do we got? Of a master thief. You're fugitive number one with a bullet. It's double the risk here. You're wrong. It's four times the risk, and I'm double the worst trouble you ever had. Clear! And his reckless partner. The bank is worth the risk. We should take it down. I want full surveillance. 24 hours, round the clock. We never close open seven days a week. Assume they got our phones. Assume they got our houses. Assume they got us. Bam. Bye-bye. They get more daring with every score. What's the estimate? 12.2 million. You're up. But one cop. He's here. I can feel it. Is closing in. Whatever score they're going to take next, they're going to have the surprise of a lifetime. Now, for the first time, Academy Award winner Al Pacino and Academy Award winner Robert De Niro collide. If I'm there and I got to put you away, I'll tell you, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer in a Michael Mann film. Heat. All right, welcome everybody to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. We're talking heat this week on the pod. We're doing favorite movies of all time. This was my number five pick. Uh, favorite movies, again, not to be confused with greatest movies. I, I'm i not saying he's the top five greatest movies of all time, but it is definitely number five on my favorite movie list. Ben, you love. it's a movie I love immensely. So, it's not, it's not a movie I love immensely, but I want you to talk about why you love it. And about each of our favorite movies. I, I know you. You know me. You know each other well. We don't necessarily have the same style. That's okay. You know, opposites attract. 
I want to tread lightly here because it's a movie that doesn't mean nearly as much to me as it means to you. I think it's very, very good. I, I don't think it sucks. But I don't have the romantic, this movie speaks to me, I connect with it, it entertains me, bliss that you get when watching it. So I'm going to tread as lightly as possible because I don't want to shit on something you like at all. And I know anything like, and this movie a lot of people love, by the way. This is, you're not unique. A lot of people love this movie and think it's one of the best movies of all time. Anything that's not extreme adoration can feel like criticism. So I just, I say I'm going to tread as lightly as possible. I want, I want you to enjoy talking about your movie. So start with why you love it, why, why this works for you, why it connects with you, when and how you first watched it, why you love it. I, well, it's different every time I watch it. So this time, I think what I, I love the performances the most this time around, watching De Niro, Pacino, all the side characters. I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not saying it's the greatest. This isn't the greatest achievement in filmmaking. I find it just the most entertaining thing that I could watch. Sure, watch it's about it you. It's about you and your taste. You get to set the stage. You don't have to seeing, worry about what other people think. Seeing Pacino at his most charming he's cra- he's crazy in this movie but he is so amazingly charming in this film okay that I, I just i can't look away when he's on screen de niro i think this is maybe his last like real performance i i think having you know watched this and then considering like goodfellas and you know casino and some of those his more sort of legendary roles He's a little, he, I mean, he's a little one note in this movie, but he's still super like, he's De Niro. He's super uh, intense. And I mean, he is kind of charming in a way in this movie. He's funny. Like the, the scene where he and what is it? Uh, Amy, Amy Brennan, like when they make their courting scene is so ridiculous with the book about metals. Like he's like mad at her for talking to him. And then he realizes she's like flirting with him. It's so awkward. But there's something kind of charming about the way he is in this movie. Um, but, you know, Val Kilmer is just fucking amazing also the whole time. He, he's cool. You don't like people that are cool in movies. You don't find any sort of, like, interest in that. It's about you. It's not about me. So I'm going to leave no comment. I think Val Kilmer is amazing in this movie. I think it's one of his best. I mean, this is also the guy who played Doc Holliday. Like, I think it's one of his best performances uh, he's not the star of the movie at all. I mean, really, he's yeah, very few scenes, he's very few scenes, but he's whatever scenes he's in, he steals. It, the other thing too, just to summarize it all, it has two of the greatest action sequences in movie history, as far as I'm concerned. The opening sequence where they steal the armor truck, where they rob the armor truck, and then the final shootout in the street when they rob the bank. There's not, I don't think it's a better gunfight that's ever been filmed, and as ter- in terms of the final scene. And then the, just the way that everything builds to them robbing the armored truck, just such an amazing action sequence, such that Christopher Nolan basically just stole it for The Dark Knight, just completely ripped everything off about that idea. So in that way, it's it's an action movie hall of fame for me. And I love action movies. Uh, it has two of the greatest actors we've ever had at their prime going head to head. The only time they've ever been in a movie together was God, Godfather, and they didn't share a scene. So this is the only time. I mean, they've. I think they've been in other movies. They were in some like Righteous, righteous Killers yeah, or Righteous stupid Killers, movie. Some other late term, yeah. really crappy stuff. But before that, sure. this was the first time they were in a scene together. And then the scene where they're in the coffee shop is one of my favorite. Just two guy, two actors, just just putting everything at each other on, in one scene. 
Um, so yeah, it's I just love it. It's it's super. I mean, it's a heist movie where you have the cop, you have the robber, and you have both of their stories. There's a maybe. I mean, you could make the argument there's maybe too much of their personal lives, like the wife stuff with with Pacino and Natalie Portman doesn't need to be there. Although having a daughter that's almost having daughters that are almost that age, it's like the where's my barrette is like holy shit, that's like every morning at my house, you know. So I mean, there's some realism to it. And that's the thing about it is like, it's it's a heist movie about a bank robbery, but it's done in Michael Mann does it in such a way that there's so much more to it than that, and it's so much better than it needs to be, because there are shitty versions of this. Den of Thieves we've talked about, which I, I love Den of Thieves, but it's that is like a you know paint by numbers version of this movie, and this movie is just done so well the craft that. The, the way the sound in this movie, there's no movie that has sound like this. The gunfire, all of the effects, top tier. And Michael Mann's the fucking shit. I watched a bunch of Michael Mann movies after I watched this, like Collateral. I watched Miami Vice. I watched the original LA Takedown, which is crazy. I had never seen that before. It's literally, he just remade this movie. He made remade LA Takedown as he, it's like there's the same dialogue. It's insane. I've never seen that before where there's like, it's on YouTube if you want to watch just YouTube LA Takedown. And, but that movie has terrible actors. Like the people doing the Hannah, the Vincent Hannah part and the Macaulay part, they're really bad. And it's like, it sucks because it's like these guys are not good at it. So okay. those are the reasons why I love it. W- what is you, it about it you when, don't like? No, when did you first watch this movie? Again, I, it, I didn't see it in theater. So it came out, what, 96? 95, right? 95. Didn't... Didn't, so you were you were pretty young. You would have been. You would have had to sneak in. Yeah, I was twelve, thirteen, or whatever. Didn't see it in the theater. Uh, it was the first DVD I ever owned personally. You know, from my own money. Like you bought it, it after having seen it, or you hadn't seen it yet and you bought it. I, I'm sure I had seen it on TV, or we so rented got, like, it at a blockbuster or, or something your, like that. Or, yeah. Your brother rented it and watching. Yeah. Like this is cool. Yeah. I and then it. it was like I I want to watch this all the time, and so I bought the DVD, and then I've subsequently bought it i think the version i have is like the definitive director's cut or something like that it's been there's been multiple versions of it but 4k with the dolby sound it's there's just nothing better okay no i you're right that coolness doesn't resonate with me as much as it does with you you like seeing people be cool on screen and that's one of the things you like about movies people can look really really cool in movies and that's fine people look really really cool in this movie that's fine there are probably two things they're not had to get problem. it on, man. Had to get it on. There are two things that kind of wait, fucking Wayne girl, take what? me out of the movie, and a little bit, and I think maybe aren't great and don't work super well. At least for me, this is the second time I've seen the movie. I, I probably didn't see it until college, and by then it was hyped as a really, really good movie. And I think I probably didn't have the right expectations going in because I, I it was kind of kind of the stuff that you're describing. Really cool, really awesome, so good. Referenced all the time. Referenced in like hot bros, I think they reference heat and other stuff too. Um, and crime movies in general don't do nearly as much for me. Like, literally, too, of all the crime movies we've done on this pod, they're not your favorites. They they don't do a lot for me. I, I don't think crime is all that fascinating, that interesting. But anyway, there are two things. You talk about two actors at their peak. I think maybe Al or Robert Nero is still there, and he needs about to turn the off of it. I feel like Al Pacino's already ascended to this, like, little bit of a character phase, right? 
I did a, a, a rough Pacino for a little opening bit. But when he's talking about, you can get killed walking your dog, Walking your doggy. <laughs> Don't waste my motherfucking time. It's insane and ludicrous. And it's Empathy was yesterday. Silly. He's overdoing it to the point where he sees to be a character and becomes kind of Today a cartoon. Today he wasted my motherfucking and time. it's funny. I laugh. It's, it's hilarious. I laugh, but it takes me out of this movie that wants to be really serious about crime. And, and hey, did you know that cops and criminals both have their life defined by crime in a way? Um, it's really, it's tough for both. I, it took me completely out of it. Like when he's yelling at Hank Azaria and talking to Tone Loke, it's like, it's just silly to me. And so I well, feel like he's, there's a lot of cocaine, I think. That's what, let's see, I saw that, yeah. that take that he's actually a cocaine addict. Yeah, which is the only way you can put that in the context of the movie and have it actually make sense. If he's not a cokehead, there's no reason for any of his insane choices. Those are just crazy. But the movie does not make it explicit at all that he's like taking coke. There might be little subtle signs, but if you've seen it eight times, you can see. But I was like, where? where how do I know that he's doing coke? Where's my evidence that he's doing cocaine? I mean, it makes sense. It makes the it makes his yelling plausible. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, we don't see him in the movie actually like snort coke. No, it's just you just it's like okay, he's acting crazy. Why would he act crazy? Because he's just snorting like. Well, coke I constantly. think I also think so. Caveat: I just just finished the book He Too, which is both a prequel and sequel to the movie, and you get a lot more of Vincent Hanna. You get a lot more Neil McCauley, their background, what their lives are. In the book, he's supposed to be this sort of like not necessarily like coke fiend but he's like a speed junkie like drives his car fast he's just like one of those guys that's just like always at a thousand miles an hour sure. and lives his life that way so I live his life in quarter mile sure, sure whatever okay it doesn't matter i i think it's all just like i said the crazy thing about la takedown the so michael mann made this in the 80s as a tv movie and was a pilot trying to get a show before miami vice it is the same script it has the same sequences, the same dialogue. Like watching another guy do this same dialogue without the Pacino craziness is wild. Because the because the actor that plays Vincent Hanna in L.A. Takedown is not this like you know shadow great ass. You're like he's not doing that in the movie. He's playing just like straight ass cop. Well, I think about Robert Pacino. So it's he's, all of a Pacino choice. He's sure. Well, he's already done Scent of a Woman. He did that. One and Oscar. Years. And that's a, he's already, he's pretty crazy. He's already got to do, yeah. yeah. That's he, I mean, that's the same guy from the God, like, that's the same Godfather. Like, and, and that was, same I mean, actor. and he's got Devil's Advocate coming up. He's reached this point where he's just like kind of crazy, overacting, being goofy. Because he's doing a lot of cocaine at this time, I think. Is Al Pacino, the man. The person, just, Al Pacino, yeah. yes. Which doesn't, which to me suggests he's not at his peak or he, the drugs have taken him off his peak. Well, when you think of Al Pacino, what do you think of? I think of the Godfather movies. I mean, I think of his. You think of his low-key Corleone, Michael Corleone. Those are the ones I most remember. I mean, those are the imprints I had growing up. But since I've seen these better movies from the seventies, I mean, Godfather one and two are, are movies where I can't not think of Al Pacino. Um, and there's more Scarface. Scarface, you know. he's like he, insane. It really makes in that sense movie. in Scarface because he's playing a crazy drug addict, drug dealer. But like, like Carlito's way, all of his. I mean. You think Wallace Wallace is, is way more nuanced than this, right? It That's is, more sure. It, it, yeah. So, like, he, he's not he, at a but any given Sunday, he's this. He, he's this times ten. 
Sure. He, it's going to get worse. And then he's going to just do the, like, I'm going to do a movie. Because it worked well in Heat. And he's like, all right, people like that. I'll just do that. Every- well, like, I, I don't think it's good. I don't think it works for no, the narrative. I think it works great. I love but it. I wouldn't change a thing. wouldn't change a thing. I know you wouldn't. That's fine. You love it. This is about, but you love the movie. It's not about... That's one thing that took me out of it. Like, I'm seeing a serious movie, and I'm supposed to think seriously about crime and criminality and these, these complex relationships between cops and robbers. <laughs> and then, like, you're just yelling. You're busy chasing guys like you around the block. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing is, so this big thing, right, big thing of uh, Robert Neer's character, what is it, 30 seconds, you know? You shouldn't attach yourself to anything. But you can't say it when you feel that heat coming around the corner and you can't get rid of him. 30 seconds are left, right? So he has that ridiculous relationship with the shopkeeper, which did not work for me at all. I didn't believe it. I didn't buy it. I think, okay, I'm supposed to recommit that he meets her. He falls in a meaningful level with her after she's got like, we got like two or three scenes together. I'm not convinced. I, I don't think for a second he would hesitate, right? Like, supposed to be a big moment when he steps away. Like Caesar, at the party. Uh, oh, oh, no, okay. at the very end, right? He's, yeah. he, he killed Wayne Grove. Yeah, he decides. He got in the car. Yeah. He sees her, then he sees Al Pacino, and he's like, oh. And he leaves. And it's supposed to be dramatic. But, like, of course he leaves. I didn't think for a second he'd stay with this woman who barely knows. Well, I think he was doing that for her. I, I think that's what you're supposed to believe. Like he's pretending like he was torn just for her mental No, no, no. He, he left if he stayed with her, she would have been in danger. Okay. If he runs away... So he's doing it but selflessly this time. Yes. See, that still doesn't work for me because I don't think he cares about her. Um, I guess I looked at it and thought, of course he'd ditch her. Why would he care? Um, no, I suppose that makes more sense. Um, uh, I, the part I I don't like that he goes back for Wayne Girl. That always frustrates me because that is against his entire code. I mean, yes, he's got to get revenge because of what happened, but like, just leave. Just You're, you're home free. And you turn back to get revenge? What's up with that? Well, I mean, the guy ruined lives for people he cares about, right? So, I mean, Tom Sizemore's dead. Um, yeah, but you got... He has a bag of money. You got, know, he, you he, got he, his woman. Isn't this the irony that he's actually attached to these other criminals? Isn't that part of the irony is that he yeah. has emotional attachment to these people? He, he should have been emotional. Yeah. He, he actually cared. And Val Kilmer can't see his wife and kid again, and it's going to be a lot more difficult. Right? And he had the that's what the here. book is about it's mostly about that um, so he was attached to that one carried and he's pissed off and he wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't go back I also didn't really like I guess that there were cops close by when you were going to shoot Rainbow but like did you really take your eyes off him he didn't seem like a guy would take his eye he's got a gun pointed down like he, he oh you mean in the beginning very, when very they go to execute him yeah because that's the big I mean, that's again the same exact scene in LA Takedown that's the exact same thing it, it, it set the plot in motion and it causes all this cascade effect um, but those are the things that I didn't love. I didn't think were super necessary. We didn't need the Wayne Rose as a serial killer subplot. Well, see, see, that doesn't matter. Other, that's the other part of this movie. It's all of Michael Mann's tricks, right? He's got everything that he's done up until this point. It's like sort of his magnum opus, where he's like, "I've I've done thief. I, I want some breaking in. I want some fucking ca- burglars. I've done a serial killer movie. He did Manhunter, basically the Silence oh, of Lambs I movie. So I want some I want some serial killer shit in there, and it's all in Miami Vice. I want the cops. I want it's these cool cops. Of the White Album. Yeah, it's it's everything he's ever done in one movie, and like this is me. 
This is everything. This is the best I can do. These are all my ideas. And he like recycles stuff too, just like in collateral. He's recycling a lot of these same ideas too. Well, and, and all of it works together other than the serial killer stuff. I mean, I, we, it doesn't matter. Nobody ever, like, he has the scene with the women, and we have another scene with Al Pacino who's like, has to leave his wife again to check out the evil Wayne Grill is. Um, yeah, this, like, it, if you cut that out, it wouldn't make the movie. It wouldn't make the movie any it's, it's, it, it inflates you, it a bit. It would yeah. save you ten minutes or whatever it is. But I, Wayne Girl not, becomes kind of more of a villain. You know, he becomes of. the villain because I think otherwise it's like who's the bad guy in the movie? You know, Macaulay is not really. De Niro's not a bad guy. Well, and this is me also. I mean, we we spent a lot of time last week talking about a new leaf and how horrible it is that Walter Matthew wanted to kill one woman. Well, okay, how many people does? Robert De Niro get killed. Well, he didn't want to kill anybody. He, but, w- he wouldn't have killed anybody. But you're doing a robbery with violent people. But you gotta get bo- he boxed me in. He... I'm yeah. talking about the beginning. The police and girls died. That was only because of Wayne Grove, though. But you're, doing, you're working with violent, aggressive people and doing very violent but acts. They were so... And best case scenario, those guys have fear and loss for the rest of their lives. Sure. There's, like, that's not, like I was bleeding out of still ears. a crime. They're still criminals. I mean, well, they're I bad like, people. What a hero. I get that we do a lot of work to make sure that we understand he's stealing from the rich, right? We get a lot of, I'm stealing from rich. Yeah, money this is not, brokers. this is the bank's money. Your yours. money's insured. We get a lot of that so we don't have to be asking what to do. Which is just, fun. that's not an all-time bank robbery line. Like, just, just use that forever. Like, this is the bank's money. It's not your money. Your money's insured. Don't do anything. We're not yeah. here for your money. Fucking great, right? That's no, that, that, that's that right. comes from this movie. That's from heat. I, I don't have a problem with that. No, the line works. I still think, like, okay, if something goes wrong, you're going to have to kill somebody. Sure. And, you got to be prepared, yeah. And so I don't look at him like, what a hero. He doesn't want a nine to five job. I, I get that we look at nine to five jobs this day in the movie because nobody has one other than, I mean, the cop works all the time. The cook dies. He's treated like shit. He's trying to make his life better, but he's got the. Crappy boss exploits him and he's a unparalleled um, But I don't look like, oh, ooh, I can rob banks instead and be really rich and live in the Bahamas or wherever I don't know which. Oh, New Zealand? That's where it's going to go. Really? Yep, I think some island off of um, the coast of New Zealand. Yeah. But the movie's incredibly shot. I, I don't love all the music. There's a really jazzy number where he's falling in love with What's Your Face? No, looking out on LA. Yeah. Right. It's so cheesy. It's a, it's a little cheesy. Yeah. That's like this '90s. Well, that, that's the same. The 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 romantic stuff, the relationship stuff with Pacino and near both of them, isn't. I mean, the movie's too long. It doesn't need to have all that in there. You you could really cut it down and make it tight. You don't need the Wayne girl serial killer stuff in there. It doesn't really do a lot. It doesn't do anything in the plot. Really I love I love it just because I love this movie and I want to just spend more time. Sure, with I get it. it. Like, you love me, you want to spend spend more time in that space. But I, I, I agree. I think those are valid criticisms. Sure. It's like it. It just doesn't. It doesn't. But nobody's ever like, oh, we need to get a line like, oh, this guy was also the serial killer. Um, and then, there, there's some interesting complexity there, like the cops are working with the serial killer and protecting him. Like, there's there's something interesting there, but it just doesn't ever go less or tiny. It's immaculately shot. I love the way it looks. I mean, there's but, okay. So there's not a single bad shot in the movie. The armored car no, robbery. That's is, the first one, right? That's the way that basically the opening of the movie. He's, right. He feels the. Ambulance, but then it just like cuts to the next day where the crew is getting together. He picks up Wayne Grove. No, it, it comes in and, hot and, and works amazing, really right? And and like no, I said, no. the Dark Knight, Chris Nolan has been sure. open about this. Said I basically stole that idea, put it in the Dark Knight. He even used the same actor, the guy that plays Van Zant, is the 
bank manager in the dark night. Yeah, I mean, he friends are dead. He literally just know who you're stealing from. Yeah, that guy. So sure, no, it's great. Again, there's not a single shot that looks looks bad. And then also the the bank heist, the the way that the guns are used, the the way they shoot back at the police. That there's that I can't think of a more I don't even know if it's real. Real is not the right way because it doesn't feel real. No, they end up walking away with all those cops. So I know they have really powerful, awesome guns. I mean, it's it's you it know, Grand really Theft Auto is basically tr- basically ripped off everything from this movie. All the storylines in Grand Theft Auto are from this movie. But like again, it's it, I don't know if it's it, it sounds real. All the guns sound like they're really shooting each other, and the way the bullets hit just feels real. But it's in such a cool way. Like there's something so amazingly cool about the gunfight that I've just, I've, I could watch it over and over and over again. It's amazing. It's suspenseful. They're running down the street and just like shooting at each other. It's just crazy. Tom Sizemore picks up a little kid. I was <laughs> like, what was his plan there? Bonkers. Yeah. I didn't understand. And where's her parents? Well, it's like oh. a field trip. There's a bunch of kids. They're like walking through that yeah. courtyard. There's a whole bunch of kids and he just grabs one and, it's crazy. I mean, what I a vile thing I don't to do. They're great guys because they could have just gotten arrested and no, uh, but a I bunch think of that's people die. What Michael Mann, he, the criminals are bad. Like they're bad people. You know, he's not, and they don't get away with it really. And Pacino's problem is that he's just a shitty husband. And yeah, he's, he's just too obsessed with his job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, no, I don't have any like serious problems. It's a movie that you often criticize me for like going with the flow. I mean, a lot of people love this movie. I mean, a lot of people love this movie. I, so, I actually, so in looking at how I was going to watch this movie, it was on YouTube. I thought, well, it's got to be really shitty quality. So I started playing it. And then I started like playing Like 1080? Is it free on YouTube? Yeah. Huh. Well, LA Takedown's free on YouTube, so. I looked at it and I was like, this is actually really good quality. And I was watching YouTube and then like, I, all the comments say this is amazing. Best movie. So, so sad. So incredible. Best movie of the last 15 years. I mean, just that was a really piece of stuff. And obviously, if you're watching it, you probably love it. Maybe you're not watching it, you know. But there's a lot of a lot of praise for it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I think I think in that, that way, it, well. it maybe is overrated. I think I that's fair. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't work for me. I'm not even saying it's overrated, but the overrated is an overrated way of describing things. It's very tedious and lazy. How who's doing the rating? How was the rating? I, I, this is a personal Eric Lane movie for you. That's great. And I, yeah, I love if you, if you excited about movies. the five greatest movies ever made, it would not crack the film. Yeah, and my, my fifth pick isn't is is I think it's gonna surprise you. Um it's not a movie that's probably on very few people's top five lists. Um but it's about you. That's great. I, it's cool. I, I like you being excited about movies. I like anybody being excited about movies. Um Do but, you do you like Michael Mann's movies? I'm sure, but it's not those it's he's there's some directors that kind of are always making very similar movies. I mean, he, I love Manhunter. I haven't seen Collateral. I haven't seen Miami Vice. Um, Thief is when I started and then I it went away from HBO Max. Thief is a lot like this. I mean, but it's, it's, all, it's all a lot of like dudes get involved in crime and usually there's shootouts and people die as a result of their criminal choices. Um, I don't think I like Michael Mann as much as other people do. But he's uh, made like Ali. I mean, he's done I've other things. It's like. He's he's made other types of movies. I mean, that's okay. a, that's like a sports movie. It's a boxing movie. You know, he's he's got some. What else has he got? I mean, yeah, I guess. 
other than that, he's really kind of stuck to this. Genre. What is what was the Black Hat? Did you see that the Hemsworth movie? See that's the other no, thing is like that's a Michael Mann movie. Yeah, the uh, the book he throws that shit in there. There's like the hacker buying like you know stolen sort of a you know, online equipment, dark web shit. Like that's all. It's it's just funny that he has his like things. And all of his movies are, or stories like have that, hit you know? their things. I mean, Hitchcock has a lot of similar themes. It's fine. Like, that's, doesn't, that's not automatically heroin, but yeah, I don't think crime is as interesting or cool as he does. Can you think, so what I thought was kind of interesting, and I know I've been talking about this a lot, but with like L.A. Takedown, and maybe you don't even know or have never seen it, but like, if you think of another filmmaker who basically made a movie and then went on and did other stuff and got more money and then went back and just like remade that movie. So it's not like a reboot. It's like he rebooted his own movie. Like I can't think I, what the one example I had was, which isn't a great example, but uh, a guy Richie with lock stock and two smoking barrels oh, and sure. then snatch snatch is different than lock stock, but it's very similar. It's got a lot of the similar sort of beats to it, but I couldn't think of another example of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not common, but I think there's probably people like they they make a smaller one with no budget, a very little budget, and then they they get famous enough and get enough like I can just redo this movie. Nobody saw this movie. Nobody saw it. Like, probably could say, hey, nobody saw it. Like, take down. I'm gonna do this, but like with great actors, I'm gonna spruce up the script and have an actual budget, and it's gonna look better and it's gonna be. Yeah, better. I'm gonna get De Niro and Pacino. I, I mean, I, there's movie. probably other versions of that kind of story. I don't think it's probably that come. Like, if you're, I can't think of another one. I really, I, I, I've, I've thought about it. But I, I feel like you vaguely I've heard stories of that. Like somebody makes, you like a pilot or they make like. Well, a I was thinking or, like, um, have you ever seen Pie? Darren Aronofsky's. Yeah, movie? yeah. It'd be like if now all of a sudden he made Pie again, and with a big budget and big name actor and you know Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> starring Pie. It was like, oh, that's crazy. You know, basically remade it. So The Insider. You ever seen that? Oh, no, Fucking amazing movie about I've tobacco industry. Father, so, yeah, Last of the Mohicans is Michael Mann. Like, like he, dude's got range. He's made a bunch of different kinds of movies. Oh, I didn't know what Last of the Mohicans is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's one of, that's another part of why I love this movie so much. He's one of my favorite. Like, you put a Michael Mann movie on, I'm definitely going to enjoy it. At least okay. a little bit. If I want to get you to come over and say, hey, Absolutely. You know, I, to be honest, I don't know if I've seen all of Manhunter. It's one, and you can't, I mean, it's, you can find it, you can rent it, I think. Or The Keep, which is his first movie. Uh, it's like, kind of like a sci-fi movie. I've never seen that. Because we, we talked, I think, on one pod about, like, Tangerine Dream, their rights to, they did a lot of his scores, and some of those movies you can't find because of the rights issues, so. Oh, we talked about my contacts, the Vampire movie, Near Dark. Near Dark, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, Thief is a Tangerine Dream score. And I think so is the key. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just Michael Mann's awesome, amazing, amazing filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, one of the things why I mean, so what I what you want to one of your favorites, movies you love, and you want to watch again and again and again. Yes. Seeing that when you were younger, and then like I've been keep watching it, not only you get something more out of it, you have fun and you enjoy it. That's those are you know the other movies that are your favorite is probably World Black. My movies, with a couple of exceptions. I'm like, I want to watch again and again and again. They're movies that I watched and they stick with me a really, really long time in my head. They just my brain was and they just go. And they, they, they just mess around and then I still. And even if I don't want to keep watching it, keep thinking about the movie. 
um, all the time. And there's just something from our brain. I'm probably entertained and engaged in the front end. And that, those are the kind of movies that they can just linger with me long after I watch it. They're not randomly coming to my head out of the blue, like several months after I watch it. Those movies are not Yeah, this is like the most thought provoking movie. It's fun to watch as a movie like, you know, I, I can go to your house and have fun to watch it and laugh at the ridiculous opportunity. You know, yeah. The craziness of him yelling at the guy about the new wave, postmodern, whatever. But you can't watch my TV. You can plow my wife. Right. Well, that was like Borat. My wife. Very nice. How much? Oh, my wife. But you um, can't watch my TV. Yep. Um, and, and see the cool visual effects. I'm sure that. You know what it, I just realized? What? The guy. Wow, holy shit. The guy that's fucking his wife is the guy that plays Wayne Girl in LA Takedown. Same dude. Oh, so far, well, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, here's a role for you. You're a yeah. great actor, but you're going to get the spot. Yeah. Yes, you can do this confused guy on the flower who gets you up. And like the guy that plays one of his cops, he gets killed in the bank shootout. He's the. He's Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Not obviously not my oh, yeah, man. He's definitely, yeah, no, no, he's yeah. definitely Buffalo Bill. I noticed that guy, and it's weird him being another person. Yeah, he does such a good job. Oh, yeah, that guy. Where he just like this is doing kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah really, I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't resonate on that level. It's you know, which again, I, I really it's about your love of heat and what it means to you, not about me. Um, I also know. I also already know what some of your comments are about some of my favorites are going to be. Um, so I'm also trying to set the stage. But oh, well, those are the, the two things, and then just a couple of minor things. I, I have one movie, but this is a movie I, I think about. I'm not going to. I can also really choose what I think about. Okay, we're back. I will say one thing that this is one of the things I love in a movie. Movies is strategy wars. Two characters. The cop shit. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, the back and forth, the figuring stuff out, the cat and mouse. Something I liked in Bullet that you didn't like because Bullet was too boring for you, but like the back and forth, the figuring stuff out as they two people make moves. And that stuff is really compelling. I always love like a strategical chess match in a movie. That's the that's a, that's cool shit for my brain. Like when they go to the shipping yard or whatever with the detainers, and then you get all the cops to come out, and then they get made by you know Robert. Yeah, so we could take them now. He's like, what? What? And, you got it from breaking and entering. They do two months, they'd be out right. out of county. Take it out, and there's just one little clanging sound that triggers Robert De Niro's fighting sense. But, he, but, but even then, when like he gets the cops to follow him. And the cops are trying to figure out what their heist is going to be, and then they go, and then the cops will get out, and like, why would they be trying to rob this place? What, what's that's an oil refinery? Yeah. What's, what's payroll? And then Al Pacino figures it out, like, oh, we just got punked. We just got okay. made. Yeah. Hey, yeah. LAPD. And that back and forth is really, really good. Not also, um, so all that, that stuff is really, really fun um, to me. All, all the logistics. And some of the setting stuff, like, where do you find this stuff? Oh, people do internet. Even just internet put it in, like, oh, internet stuff. By just pulling in information out of the sky and then selling it to Robert Hero. Uh, 
Good stuff. Tom yeah, Sizemore, the action is the juice. It's <laughs> fucking sure. awesome. Oh, it's fine. Man, the, the action is, is much the juice. When you mentioned Val Kilmer, I mean, he has very few scenes in like his wife's mad at him because he's doing Yeah, I don't, I don't love that whole storyline. And then, you know, she's sleeping with Hank Azaria and De Niro's got to clean that up. Like, it's just th- that, very aggressively. Yeah. And she's got a point. I mean, they robbed an armored car and you only had eight grand to take them. That's a pretty poor return on your investment. Yeah. Like, eight grand? Even in 1995, that doesn't really feel like all that much money. Um, but she loves him. But he, he is De, has De Niro ever been great with a woman? Like, in terms of chemistry, like, does it ever seem like realistic? With he's there's some weird about him with women. It just never works well. It never feels convincing. I don't know what it is. Okay, so you're with me, but it's not super convincing his relationship. Well, I think I think is so cold. He's such a cold. Like, like even in in casino where he's supposed to be like deeply in love with sharon stone there's just like this coldness about it it's i don't know it's it's odd it it just it does feel a little weird i mean mm-hmm. you know it's amy brennan 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 and brennan i, I don't know from anything else. She, she's been in a bunch of stuff um, i believe you i just don't know what they are i mean she's good and she's convincing as this like sort of lonely person in la but she can't get a date i just have, has a hard time meeting people. You like you can, I guess I, I can could relate to that. You know, you, you move to a big city and no, I, I I can understand. I can empathize with with the character okay. she's portraying. That's fine. Uh, but I I don't know what the age difference is. I don't know how old it is. Well, I, like, I actually looked it up because I was like, she's like she thinks she's like mid twenties and he's like in his forties. So they're both in their fifties at this movie. Both what? De Niro and Pacino are in their fifties. Oh, sure. I'm at the window. No, I, she's probably in her thirties then. I, I don't think there's that I mean, I don't think she's in her twenties. But I didn't look up her age. I just looked up De Niro and, and Pacino because I was I like, how old are they in this movie? Because it just seemed weird. It's like they I mean they look for for guys in their fifties, they do not they do not look like dudes in their fifties. So well, they didn't look like dudes in their thirties. I would have guessed Mid, mid early 40s for both of them in this movie but i was close to 10 years off okay. it's also interesting that de niro dies in this movie spoiler alert like i can't think of another movie where he he dies and i wonder like you know, with the discussion of both, getting both of those guys to be in this movie, is De Niro like, I fuck, I'm not gonna die in this movie. I'm not gonna do that. But she's like thirty, so she's so like 60, 20, twenty years apart, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still kind of weird, like I'm so desperate to move up and save the man. Yeah, not. It's not crucial. Yeah, I don't have any good. Um, Robert De Niro movies, um, where he's like in the room, it's like, it feels like we're actually being around. Well, we've done Raging Bull and his relationships with women in that movie. Is that the, I mean, that's not good. The best. And that's, that's like damning the same place. It feels real, I guess, in that yeah, way. It feels yeah. creepy. Yeah. It's not like actually. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> we've talked about it. Kind of high thing about Pacino, by the way. I'll before forget. I, I was thinking of him in Serpico. He's great in Serpico. Um, Dog Day Afternoon. He's amazing. I mean, he's an amazing. Yeah. He's one of 
I don't think of him in heat, because to me, he's already like, he's going off, off the rails. He's not at his best anymore. His peak is behind him by a good 10, 15 years. Al Pacino. Um, Robert De Niro has lasted longer, I think. Am I, I can't remember, because you, you, like, you think this is a great Al Pacino film, but I disagree. That's fine. Other than heat. Would you go stunt of a woman and he was out of great I don't think he's... I think that is a caricature of Al Pacino. It is. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's already said. So then what would you think the last great Al Pacino movie other than Heat? Can you think of one? Well, and you know, you mentioned Devil's Advocate. I think, again, that's the same thing. He's just like... Yeah, yeah and this isn't as bad dialed. as other movies, too. Probably Scarface. Is... I don't know. Yeah, okay. In Carlito's way, he's fucking awesome. That might be the last... Great, great Al Pacino performance is clearly his words. I, I love him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's got a really small part in that movie. Well, that's fine. Sure, that's too good casting. Dina, Dina, Dina. Sure, he, he hits the part out of the park, but I wouldn't say a small role in a movie, you know, when you're 75. But, um, okay. So, I, I mean, you know, I know you, you, you like Val Kilmer. I, I, don't, I don't get the Val Kilmer love. I don't think he's bad. I don't know how or sucks in this movie. He's just the small side character who has very few lines. Maybe he's one fight with his wife early on, and then he's going to go see his wife, and his wife lets him know that, okay, the cops are there, and then he asks about a place to eat and leaves. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of with most of the side characters. I just don't know them well enough. Well, we, I, this movie need to be four hours long. Like, if we spent more time with the crew, like, the, that's the true. Show. I mean, I would, I would cut other stuff yeah. out. If Ben was being a ruthless producer, he, he would want more stuff out of that. But it's fine. This is, this is part of the charm. It's just how filled the drink this movie is with stuff. I did, I did hear somewhere that the shooting in the street, the the way that Val Kilmer did it, because apparently he trained like crazy. To, to be able to hold the gun the way he's like shooting one way and turning the other way and reloading is like the best in the, you know, like Navy SEALs have watched that. Like that's the best we've ever seen an actor pull off, like using a gun and the way he's holding it, the way he's scanning the area and how he's shooting. So in that, I think that's pretty impressive. You know, well, that's, hey, that sequence is great. I mean, I don't have a problem with the situation evolving from like, oh, they're about to get away and they're smiling to, shooting scenes the cops and so it's there's something and... about like modern movies and maybe this is just like crazy like terrible of me but like when innocent people get hit in shootouts like it just doesn't happen in movies anymore and there's just huh. something so jarring about that that like well this movie's kind of nonchalant about it it happens when we went right but like not... pulp fiction does that too there's a couple scenes in pulp fiction where just like random uh, bystanders that, that, that has a lot of impact that woman that gets shot yeah um, that, see, that one has a lot of impact. It feels very intense and horrifying to me, that one in Pulp Fiction, the one who's just like laughing around and gets shot. But there's just something like Marvel movies are not having random people get hit by bullets. You know? yeah, they're trying to appeal to everybody. They want to be able to get 13 year olds in the theater. You know, this is a rated R movie. Even though, like, you know, Superman knocks on a building, there's thousands of people that die. Right? It's car- it's if we really think of, like, there's, there's no Sokovia getting thing. crushed, there's thousands of people dying, right? Like, yeah. Right, yeah, we don't. It doesn't worry about that stuff. They, they don't care. Um, it was impactful, but we also move up past it. I guess it's a little bit impactful, but we, we don't spend time wrestling with the consequences of that. Uh, you know, none of them reflect on it. Um, and so, with um, I don't know what's his name, 
Danny Trejo? Trejo, there we go. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. He got attacked by Wayne Uh, Yeah, so, so his whole storyline is a little unclear. So he oh, gets pinched. Is. Right, so he the cops are on to him, so he's like, I can't, I can't join you guys. I got that. Yeah, I understood that part. Yep. And then Wayne Girl goes to his house and kills him because De Niro thinks he's the one that ratted them out. Right, and, and, right, okay. And his wife, who we don't ever meet, and he's yeah. sad about and it's killed. Uh, that was a no, part I, of the movie I, I was that. always really confused about. I was like, why is De Niro? Why, why did Wayne Girl do that? Wasn't Wayne just to get revenge? Yeah. But Wayne was also being watched by the cops. E, well, why is he under police protection? Because he knows, he gives them, he gives them up. It's a deal. He's like, I'll tell you where. But he does that after he kills Danny Trejo's character. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So he kills him when he goes to the cops. Or... Yes. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They, I, they, I mean, the cops don't know that he killed Danny Trejo and his wife. Right. So I, yeah. And they don't know he killed the the sex worker lady either. He just—I think he just cuts a deal. He's like, "Hey, I worked with these. I, I'll give you what they're after, if in exchange for protection, because they'll come get me." And they agree. Okay. So he tells them, "Hey, they're gonna rob this bank." They get the facts at the very last second, and then go foil the plot. And then Macaulay mm-hmm. finds out he's the one that ratted him out through Treo. Okay. So, ask what you're waiting for this movie is, but. What, what are the nice things you want to say or how about this movie that you love? That's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so entertaining. It's absolutely entertaining. It's one of the greatest action movies ever made. Uh, love it. Uh, I don't really have anything else. To, or t- it's five stars, yeah, for me. Sure. It's, a, it's a perfect entertaining. There, there are definitely valid criticisms of it. I'm not saying it's like beyond, you know, any sort of criticism. I'll, I'll hear it. Most of it, I'll probably agree. But I still love it. I still think it's great. So what's your rating? I don't know. I don't give a rating. You're not going to... you got to give a rating. Four out of five. Is that an honest rating? Yes. Okay. I'm not kissing your ass. Four four out of five. That's that's what I think. You know? It's too long. I'm not quite as invested in the characters. Um, it's 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 a good time. It's super immaculately shot. Opportunity is too much. Is it Michael Mann's best movie in your opinion? I like one hundred better. I would, maybe it's his best. If I put that, if we use the best versus favorite, maybe it's his best in, in folks that I've seen. Um, it's not my favorite. I like Manhunter more. Because um, Manhunter is red, basically the Red Dragon movie, right? Well, it's how they it's... catch Hannibal Lecter, right? Yeah. It's so better than Red Dragon. No, that's not that's incorrect. Hannibal Lecter is already already a prisoner, I'm pretty sure, in Manhunter. Okay, so it's, it's Silence of the Lambs. But well it's it's a different plot, but similar in that he, he uses him to try to go up the sewer thing. Which that yeah. that is Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, but it's not the same character. It's not Jody Foster, it's a man. Um it, it might be it might be Where does it fall? Mean, I just, honestly just don't remember. It does is Silence of the Lambs then a sequel, or is it a I, remake? I just think it's totally its own thing. It's what, what I think, but because I don't because Silence of the Lambs 
Hannibal is a direct sequel to Silence of the Lambs, and Red Dragon is a direct sequel to Hannibal. Like those three movies are are in the same universe, same characters, same. Clarice isn't in any of the other ones, but yeah, well, Clarice is in Hannibal. It's played by Julia Noah. No, it's not her, is it? I, I, I think it's they reference Clarice. I don't think she is Clarice. Oh, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm wrong about that. My whole life. Um... But it's in Red Dragon, um. Uh, what's his face plays the same cop from Clarice Starling. It's Clarice oh, Starling. Okay, yeah. so she <laughs> Jodie Foster is just not in it. It's just played by correct. Okay, yeah, Julian anymore. It's the same character, and then Red Dragon is he plays the same guy. So Red Dragon's a sequel to Manhunter, basically. Because in I remember in Red Dragon he's talking about how he ca- he caught it. He he caught Hannibal. He. Yeah, Michael Mann has a very specific view on like the way people talk to each other and act towards each other that isn't <laughs> totally tethered in reality, I don't think. If you build it, you will come. Yeah, okay. Well, I love it. All right, uh, Five Degrees Field of Dreams. I, I got it up if you want me to go first here. All right, so Tom Sizemore, the action is the juice. Pretty great in this movie. What what has happened? Is he dead? Is he still alive? That guy was in so many great movies, and then just the dude's in Saving Private Ryan, anyways. Um, which is my next movie, Saving Private Ryan. Um, Dennis Farina's in Saving Private Ryan. He's also in Manhunter. He I think he's in Thief as well. He's in a bunch of Michael Mann movies. Uh, Manhunter also stars Brian Cox, as we talked about. Brian Cox is in a movie called For the Love of the Game. With Kevin Costner and Costner and Bill Dreams. Didn't talk about Henry Rollins' brief appearance <laughs> in uh, Heat. Um, I, I like Black Flag. I like Henry Rollins. I, I don't think Henry Rollins is a great actor. I, I just want to confess that. Well, that that whole storyline too. So they steal the bear the bearer bonds, which is a funny thing. What is a bearer bond? I don't know. Anyways, they steal sure. it from Van Zant, and then the plan is to then sell it back to him. Which is kind of fun because they'll get the insurance money. He's like, hey, we're 100% of the dollar. You get it back. Everybody's fine. And then, then he betrays him and sends Henry Rollins in to kill him, basically. Well, yeah. Well, Henry well, Rollins just pays sends a couple their, of Sends the, yeah. the goons in to get him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that sequence a lot, actually. The, the exchange the gone wrong. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like the layout. I like Val Kilmer there. The sniper, the sniper on the roof. Yeah, it's cool. Like when they, when they pull up you, the bird's eye view and the the van or whatever cars parked kind of off to the side. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool shot. No, it, it, the whole thing was, I loved all of that. Uh, Henry Rollins, not a great actor, but he's in another movie also, a, a movie I like that I don't think is great, is Johnny Mnemonic. Um, <laughs> have you seen Johnny Mnemonic? I've definitely seen Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. I, I like, Johnny Mnemonic's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie, and I like it Keanu a lot. Keanu Reeves is the star. Uh, yeah. He's, in, he's yeah. in that along with a guy named Dolph Lundgren. Um, I don't even remember who Dolph Lundgren plays in the movie. Yeah, uh, I don't either. He's in it. Dolph Lundgren, he is... Uh, the star of Masters of the Universe. You ever see the He-Man movie? I have not seen that. I, I don't think I've seen that it's movie. It's really bad. Um, it blew me away as a kid, and then at some point I realized this movie is actually terrible. But I, you know, I, it's just it's really bad. I mean, they shoot most of it in like L.A. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember being like, yeah, blown away that they had a Masters of the Universe movie. Uh, Frank Langella, though, he plays Elator in that movie. Um, 
that fully in makeup, but he, uh, Frank Mandela, is in draft day with Kevin Costner. Okay, well, that's it for Heat. So now we're going on to Ben's number five favorite movie of all time. Yeah, um, I'm going to start with. Um, I'm going to start with the year. Not, I'm not always so, going to give you the year. Yeah, Ben's going to give five clues or whatever, a bunch of clues to reveal what his number five favorite movie of all time is. Yep. Um, so I'm going to start with the year. I'm not always going to give you the year. The year will go to a couple of times. Some of the movies are going to I don't think we're going to have to do that. I'm going to start with 1991. 91. I, so not to digress here, but in doing this, I've put together a list of my oh. five favorite movies. I had a lot of movies from the 90s, and that just maybe says a lot about me and when I well, it has fell to, in I love mean, with movies or whatever. Right, that, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Like music and stuff, like yeah. stuff that resonates when you're at a third age. That's the way that movies can't to the result. So I think that's very, very common. Um, so 91, it's Ben's number five favorite movie of all time. Okay. Um Part of it, let's do through part of it was shot in the state of Alaska. Alaska. Let's see, so Fargo is later. Okay. Not Fargo. Okay. Um, hmm, I don't know. I don't have it yet. Alaska 91. Okay. A Christian later has claimed that I'm going to have check you out for it's not Prince of, it's not Robin Hood, right? Uh, Robin Hood, Prince Thief. Really want to do something with the small road of the small man and ninety-one Christian Slater. So that's, it's not pump up the volume, is it? No, that's later, or that's earlier than this, the ninety-one. What was Christian Slater doing in the 90s? All right, I don't know. Go go to the next clue. Um, Nicholas Myers? Jeez. Ninety-one Christian Slater, Alaska, and Nicholas Myers. And this is your f- number five favorite movie of all time. So, is it is it a Star Trek movie? Khan is earlier, right? So we're talking way later. Is the Generations? Is it Star Trek Generations? The last movie of the But Leonard Nimoy wrote it. Is he also in it? Yes. I I don't know I I don't know Star Trek at all, so this will be interesting. So your fifth number five favorite movie of all time is Star Trek Six. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I said, I love it. I think about it. It resonates for me on a lot of levels. It speaks to me. There's a lot of reasons why I loved it when I was kid, and there's a lot of reasons I still love it. Question though, do I need to see? Do I need to hurry up and watch the first five Star Treks to have this make any no. sense to me? I, I'd love to tell you yes and force you to try to watch. <laughs> well, I, so I've, I've seen the first one, 
that to me is like an instant nap. If you put that movie on, I will it's I not, will fall it asleep. Is not boring. It is, so the first one is it, I, I will like fall asleep. This is much more action than that. Um, I've seen the Wrath of the Con. Seen the Wrath of Con. That yeah. one's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, typically, people say yeah. that's their favorite two wrestling. It's the most successful. It's just a big fun blockbuster chess match. I love that movie, but it's not my favorite. So we're skipping then four more going you don't to number need to see six. The stock. You don't need to see the way term. You don't need to see the final frontier. I, I don't think you're going to be confused. So is this this is Shatner? It's the whole original. It's whole original crew. Okay. It is like Patrick Stewart also in this. No, no. that's Generations. Okay, Generations that's that's. Like see, I have I actually think I saw Generations in the theater. So. Okay. Well, okay. None of the none of the next generation is in the theater. TOS, the original series, is that TOS? Yeah. Okay. TOS is the okay. 60s series. Started making movies in 1979. That really boring one came out in 1979. And then they made a series of movies all the way through 1991 okay. before the next set of movies was the, the Next Generation yeah. crew with William Shatner making a big. Where he's like riding a horse and stuff like that, isn't that? What? Is he like riding a horse on a ranch or something? Well, he's, yes, he's stuck in the Nexus, yeah. Eric, which gives you everything you want. <laughs> Um, he's an Iowa, right? Basically. No, it's it's like an imaginary ribbon. Oh. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't care. Uh, Generations is is not my favorite. There's a couple of cool ideas in it, but it's, okay. It's not great. So Star Trek Six is what we're watching. The next. Undiscovered Country. Undiscovered Country. Ben's number five favorite movie of yes. all time. If you're telling me to be honest and not care about what other no, people let's think, let's do it. Let's do it. And just talk about a movie that I love immensely, and not worry about how it's perceived. Star Trek Six: Undiscovered Country. Excellent. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.